Hello there. Hello. How are we doing? Very, very good. How are you? It's all good. I'm, I'm really good, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's been a, been a long day. Long, yeah. long day. Busy, busy. Lots of things. Lots of water under the bridge. Many, many good things done. And yeah. now we're on to another good thing at this late hour. Talk with you. Yeah, you too. You too. Same. Mm. Life is busy, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Always fun. Yeah. Um, there was something really focused I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, yeah, go on then. And um, it's to do with life being busy, actually. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm 35. Yeah. Um, and I want to know from you, based on your experiences and what you teach, what I should commit and dedicate some of my time to and my discipline to to make the most of the next 30, 35 years of experience I've got ahead of me. Um, and, and also to make sure that I am in a position at your age where I'm still mobile, capable, um, and have have a real strong faculty about me in terms of my awareness and my wits. Yeah. Okay, so that's a pretty big question, really. Yep. So I'm talking about being focused, you're talking about being focused. It's actually, that's actually a pretty big question, right? Well, a, yeah, the focus yeah. is what should I focus on? Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yes, I agree with you. It's what you, what you should focus on. But the answer is going to be several different areas of your life. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things that, um, all right, the most important thing yeah, you're paying attention to is the coherent relationship between physicality, emotion, and mind. Okay. Yeah. And from that base into your relationships around you, which includes the earth, other people, people you're close to, everything else. Okay. The whole web of interrelationship. Okay. Mm -hmm. So without that coherent dynamic of relationship between body and emotion and mind, which Mm -hmm. includes pure awareness and thinking and story and narratives and all the stuff that brain does in terms of mind, um, without that coherent relationship, everything is going to be messy. Mm Mm-hmm complicated yeah so there will be there will be suffering otherwise mm-hmm. um and as part of that web of relationship then you're going to be looking at other aspects of life like where you live how you live ecology money um yeah mm-hmm. your your relationship with time other elements of foci within that but that all comes down to that one central element of um alignment or coherence or mm-hmm. um you know core if you like mm-hmm. core value core relationship with yourself as yourself and with all those different elements of your living experience mm-hmm. i've heard you use the word coherence a lot in the yeah part. yeah that's a, yeah yeah that's <clears throat> yeah it's a top term at the moment that one mm-hmm. yep um <laughs> yeah it's a top term at the moment it's a good one though mm-hmm. it's a good one uh, it's a nice word to use. It's being used by, um, I think it's Dr. Alan Watkins um, from the heart math and the people like that mm. who are looking. Because, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, the heart math stuff is fantastic. There's some mm-hmm. really good science coming out of that group. Mm. Um, and they're looking at the 
high level of electrical activity of the heart mm -hmm. and how the relationship between heart and, and heart as body mm -hmm. and heart as neural plexus or neural um, center mm -hmm. yeah, in relationship with the brain, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, how those elements affect each other in terms of well-being. Okay. And, uh, and the link, of course, of that, with all of that, actually, at the moment, with, with those, all groups, is breath. Yeah, okay. And, and, the, and whatever practice you're going to do of well-being, it's going to have breath in there, woven in. Mm. It's, got, it's got to have, because breath, breath, is the, um, breath, breath is the direct link between body and emotion and thinking stuff, mm. mind and awareness. Okay. So, and, and energy, the world around you. Mm. Obviously, I mean, this gas is moving into and out of this body thing. So it's um, it's a direct piece of the puzzle, key mm. key element that joins everything together. So whether you do a meditation practice, you could be focusing on the breath. Whether you do a physical practice, there's a lot of breath focus. If you're going to be working with emotions, there's a lot of breath focus. Mm. So the breath links everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, you said, I can't remember the exact term you used, but you said thinking bits, I think. Um <laughs> As oh, yeah. as mind. So, what is mind? Um, I quite like the yogic understanding of what mind is. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's a do that's a domain I've been studying for about forty years. So I'm kind of caught up within that. But I do think it works quite well in the Western world as well, even if it's a rough metaphor. Yeah. So, so I'm what just we thinking have there is when you yeah. say mind, my obviously my my conditioned visualization is you're talking about my brain. But I'm assuming you're yes. not just talking about my brain. You're talking about my brain plus more thinking bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good to think of my mind in two ways. Okay. All right. Yep. One is what Buddhists call original original nature of mind, which is uh, just awareness, mm -hmm. Un, unconditioned, uncluttered uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. What some people call pure awareness. I'm, I question the word pure, but it's good enough. Um, Clear awareness. Mm -hmm. yeah, clear awareness is probably a better term. Clear awareness. Okay, so it's clear awareness, which and then and then you have what happens to that clear and awareness as it's focused through the sense fields onto different objects and so forth, and the results of those sensory experiences and the processing of that, mm -hmm. which is when we get all the sensory experience of sensation from the body, emotion, and thinking. Mm -hmm. And thinking is is reasoning. Uh, um, narrating the internal dialogue and how we talk to each other in story it's meaning making it's uh, past memories, it's apprehension thinking about the future and so forth mm. so it, it occupies all those dimensions of how mind is attempting to reach out and make sense of its environment mm. yeah mm -hmm. okay right. All right. and so that's so I understand Breath is core to linking everything that all the assets, yeah. all the facets and um, yes. um, aspects of life and myself that you yeah. Yeah. say I need to focus on. Um, yeah. So then taking that then to the next level of my, my physical form, um, yeah. like what, what do I need to be doing? What should I do? Um, like, cause I know you've done a lot of physical practice in your life um and that's built both positive and negative elements of both positive in terms of physical awareness and ability but also injury and damage and 
and yeah. stresses. Yeah. Um, so to learn from your mistakes and learn from your lessons, like mm. what should I be doing? Like I know you, you've taught me a lot of movement, yeah, um, different things. But what should I focus on? <clears throat> I think it, it, it's an interesting one for me because I mean a lot of the yoga stuff, for example, I've done a lot of different movement style practices. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing to stay to begin with. I mean, I really started off doing fencing. Yeah. My first thing I did was, apart from walking, <laughs> walking in the hills. I spent a lot of time walking, actually. Mm-hmm. Crazy as that sounds. I mean, walking in the hills in, because I grew up in the north of England. That sounds natural. I used, I, used, I used to walk up the hill. I used to walk up, up and down and across hills a lot because mm-hmm. that was I loved. I loved doing that across the Pennines and North York Moors and places like that. So that was my kind of first thing. But I also got into fencing big time, which was like a combat game, you know, um, which requires awareness, attention, dexterity, flexibility, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And and I got big time into running. Mm-hmm. I used to love running. I used to fell running. I used to run every single day. And we're talking about, you know, sometimes a half marathon mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so I was seriously into running for quite a long time. And um, and from there into martial arts. So I explored quite a few different martial arts um, to one to one, to one depth or another. Mm. Um, and Qigong and various elements of, of, of that kind of Chinese-Japanese approach to combat styles and well-being. Mm. And from that I got into Shiatsu, which is a, a Japanese well-being um, and healing technique, which is really interesting, and other bodywork styles like Thai massage and so forth. So I've been doing this quite a long time. But then, of course, you know, I, I ended up hurting myself. My body was actually quite tight, and I ended up hurting myself. And my recovery process involved finding yoga. Mm. And in a lot of ways at that point, despite all that physical activity, I was still emotionally very messy. I hadn't dealt with a lot of the emotion and the emotional complexities that had risen through um, various childhood, uh, young adolescence um, situations. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to go into that world and found that there was a lot there that I needed to address. And the physical aspects of that were just the beginning. Mm. Um, so I got into various approaches to yoga, and some of those were, again, physically very damaging. They weren't taught in a very intelligent way. Um, so I started to study more and more as I was teaching, you know, I could see that what I was teaching wasn't working for people and what I was teaching, I'd learned from teachers in India and various places, and it just was not working for people. Um, so I was inquiring, okay, what works? What do I have to pay attention to here? These people's bodies are different. There's lots of different people with different kinds of body and this teaching is not working for everyone. How do I do that? So that was part of my learning curve. I got more and more into then looking at functional anatomy and stuff like that. So I've done a whole raft of inquiry mm. um, in, into the world of movement and bodies. So, you know, anatomy trains and functional anatomy and various different things. So I'm teaching nowadays from a, a, a what I would call a very functional anatomy perspective in terms of body base. But that's directly linked to psychotherapeutic approaches with regard to emotions and mm-hmm. mind. Okay. Because because if you if you've got some complex emotions running in your body, it's going to do stuff to your breath and it's going to do stuff to your body. You can't ignore emotion. Mm. Um, so it's it's an interesting one because there's like like you'd expect there's this direct crossover between what you're feeling 
what they're thinking mm. and what the body's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I do teach. I teach a lot of body stuff, obviously, still, but very much it's looking at integrity, integrity in in building open strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aware, aware movement, breath rich, aware movement, building strength and flexibility mm. in balance with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the approaches to yogic practice where everybody's just going into a crazy flexibility contortionist type stuff or heading in that direction can be really unhelpful for people again it can make very weak weak saggy fascial tissues and i think that's a complex one mm, okay. to avoid yeah yeah so i've got strong good good body-based practices where you're cultivating and again as far as i'm concerned a good physical practice cultivates openness through the fascial web mm-hmm. so clarity of flow through the fascial web it's going to build strength as well um, strength and power it's going to uh, build embodied awareness. Yeah, so you're going to feel more into the tissues. You're increasing the amount of and finding more and more awareness in the structure of the flesh mm. as you move. Yep. Yeah. So it's not just about achieving a physical outcome. It's actually about more and more deeply feeling mm-hmm. what's happening, yep. in increasing levels of subtlety. Mm-hmm. And then does that connect um, to my mind work as well? Yes, it goes directly through that. Yeah. That's right, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So that's a key link in terms of working with emotional intelligence and working with mind stuff. Mm. Is that increasing depth of embodied awareness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are other key elements, like having fun is another really important one. <laughs> it sounds it sounds silly, but actually it's really really important because one of the things we're tracking, and what I call in the compass of practice, mm-hmm. is actually following the feelings of where, what's joyful, what feels good in the movement. Yeah. Yeah. So play. And play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also also finding the therapeutic edge, because there's therapeutic feelings which are really quite interestingly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but, but they're not the yucky pain feelings. They're kind of interestingly uncomfortable and you know they're doing you some good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you to- tolerate those and work into those edges, work in a good play until you transform those into sweet places. Mm-hmm. But there is that edge to it. But basically you're tracking goodness. And, 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 and as far as I'm concerned, you finish your practice feeling good. Yeah. You're not taking yourself to a place of exhaustion or depletion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you're in training. You're in training that into your system. You know, exhaustion and depletion into the system. Yeah, and it's quite important Not to practice good. and practice well. But feel good. Feel good. Yeah, yeah. follow the goodness. Okay. So from what I understand, yeah. then, so I need to move my body in play and yeah, listen to my yeah. body in play and enjoy just enjoy movement. Not necessarily stick to any like rigid form. Um, yeah. like as in like do the exact same process every single day or the exact same exercise every single day, but do different things, making sure that I'm moving my body and listening to it while still allowing for the, like some enjoyable resistance as you described it. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to describe it. I think there's another element, which which has to come in, which is uh, uh, educational anatomy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so experiential anatomy, because there are things you can do to your body which ain't that good for it. Yeah, like? Um, uh, like, uh, again, some styles of yoga, it's overextending, making the yeah. asanas too long. Um, so the base, the foundational element of it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that the gravitational force that you're working within is is mediated in other areas of the body. So joints get damaged mm-hmm. in the practice in that way. Yep. So under, yep. underst- understanding... So, I mean, you can do it in all sorts of ways. If you, know, if you squat badly, you can hurt yourself. If you 
you know, try and it's safe you try and go into a lotus position in yoga and you haven't opened your hips out in lateral rotation effectively. Mm. You could probably really hurt your knees and you might not feel that if you if you go into it because there isn't any, you know, the tissues in the knee joint which get damaged are aneural. They have no nerves in them. Mm. Um, so, it, it, you know, and again, oftentimes with, with people, they can't really, you know, you're talking about increasing interception, but it may well be that in the beginning, people don't know what that is because mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're so disembodied, they're so in their head, yeah. they can't feel properly into their feet or into their legs properly or into the lower back. Mm. Lower back's a really common place for unconsciousness consciousness in the body. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's really tight along what in anatomy trains or fascial web, they call the back line. Yeah. So the back fascial web is really tight. When somebody pushes into a forward bend, the place where the tension comes out is in the lower back. Mm. Yeah. So, you, so you can force open the joints in there and that can create problems in the in, in the neural tissues. You can create a prolapse in the disc, for example, and that's going to cause problems. Yeah. So, so getting you know, it, it's not about just moving. It's not about just moving. It's about also increasing your experiential understanding of how the body actually works. Okay. Uh, so there's a study a study element to it, which may be reading books. It may be working with teachers who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you know that. But it's that kind of study growth element that you're working with there yeah yeah well that's what you're teaching me that's what i'm trying to teach yeah that's yep. what i try and teach people um, but but there's a huge amount of self-education and play within that yeah mm-hmm. yeah bio-individuality that's right bio-individuality yeah that's what the term okay. is yeah and then so that foundation of awareness within my body then opens up the deeper connection with improved breath improved breath awareness and then yeah. my ability to expand my attention beyond simply the stories in my head into my body into the present into my full experience right that's right that's yeah. what i've understood from what you what you've just told me i think that's pretty accurate yeah yeah i mean another reason for doing physical practices of course is to open up the respiratory structures yep mm-hmm so if you, you know if you just take one arm into the air and sort of lean gently that arm over your head towards the opposite ear, what you're doing is beginning to open up the which in anatomy trains the lateral line. Yeah. But in, in, you're opening up the spaces between the ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you and depending if you breathe in or breathe out into that, because you can do either, you can start to open up tissues that may have been closed down by sitting in chairs for a long time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're learning how to expand your respiratory capacity and to open up front, back, sides of the body. To, you know, twist and so on and so forth in ways that enable you to really deepen your capacity to work with open and also control the breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's another really key element because again, and the, and the increasing awareness in that. Yeah. So that you've got, you've got that link between awareness and breath capacity and, and like you were saying. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So for the next 30 years for me to be 65 and fully capable and able and rocking. conscious and rocking and funky yeah i right. need to play and move and flex and strengthen and enjoy my yes. my body my breath yes. and my mind yes yes yep and i need to dedicate yes. myself to those things every day in some aspects yes. even 10 minutes right I, I like. I'm. A, I think it's Tony Robbins who calls it an hour of power. An hour of power. <laughs> an hour of power. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a two-year-old. I, I like that. I like <laughs> that. If, you, can, if you can't make an hour a day, yep. 
Yeah. I mean, I was up this morning at quarter to six, mate. I had to get my kids to school this morning, mate, at seven. Yeah. Yeah. I wake mm-hmm. them up at seven, give them a good cuddle to start the day when they're with me. Sometimes yep. they're with the mum. So that's what I do in the morning. So I'm up at half past five, quarter to six. So I get my hour or my hour and a half, if I can, of power oh. in before the kids wake up. Yep. Yeah. Regardless of when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I've got, I've, I'm going to do some more work tonight. I've got to get my accounts prepped up tonight, for example. I don't have an admin assistant yet, so I have to do this thing. So I've got to work a bit more tonight. But so I'm going to be late to bed tonight. And no matter, despite that, I'm going to do my best to sleep. Do you know something? I've found an amazing practice that when I don't get my eight hours, Kip, and I like eight hours sleep, don't get me wrong, I love my double delta waves and all that kind of thing, right? <laughs> I, I do love my sleep. But if, I, if life circumstances are pushing me to the edge where I don't get my full sleep, I've got this amazing breath practice, in which I've discovered, which takes my brain into a place where it's as if I've had that. Mm-hmm. Now, that is really cool. And I'm guessing that's something you can't tell me in the next 60 seconds. It's not something I can explain in the next <laughs> few seconds. But when you, when you come and stay with me, I'll show you it, all right? Sounds good. Yeah. And we'll yeah. record that but, and share that but, with everybody who's listening. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. But what, what, what was I saying again? So, yes, yes, you've got, you've got your piece to do. Your hour and of power. Hour of power, that's yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make an hour of power for your day, yeah. your life's really pretty messy. You've got to look at that. Yeah. yeah. So if you can't do that, start with fifty. Yep. Yeah, start with fifteen minutes. Yep. Yeah, build up to an hour of power. Start with build up to an hour of power, but start yeah. with fifteen minutes. And and if you right. get that wedge, that wedge of discipline into your life of of doing that fifteen yeah. minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That gives you that gives you that wedge. You know. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I call it the art of discipline. There's a, in, in my view, there's a real art to discipline. Yes. You know, and, and part of it is getting that. And and disciplines doing doing, I mean, how could you not? Well, it's, I was going to say, how could you not love being in, as a body? But of course, there are people who don't enjoy being alive in a physical way for all sorts of reasons. Maybe they've been traumatized as a child or whatever, and there's complex stuff in that dynamic. But I mean, being alive as a human being with breath, despite all the complexities, mm-hmm. you know, if you're blessed with um, health and enough freedom to be able to do some good practice and sufficient food to eat and so forth. You know, and there are many people on this planet who don't even get those basic necessities. So respecting that and working towards changing that on this planet, of course, mm-hmm. what we're doing, respecting all of that, it's amazing to be alive. Yeah. And having that possibility of celebrating that in movement and with breath and with deepening and meditative, contemplative awareness is just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it takes us into that place of deep and deep freedom in there. Yeah. yeah. It's a phenomenal gift. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, I think that's where we should end tonight, don't you? Mm. Yeah. 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 It's really nice talking to you. And thank you for your really good questions. Yeah. Awesome. Love you. Right. Love, 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 love. It's been so right. Yeah. Good night, darling. Good night. Peace. Yeah. Good night.